Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders. Was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And a special offer to I'ma Let You Finish listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash I'ma Let You, I-M-M-A-L-E-T-U. That's betterhelp.com slash I'ma Let You, I-M-M-A-L-E-T-U. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your. Why am I screaming? I don't know. You have a mic. It's like like you're talking to someone who doesn't speak English and you think you're going to scream at them. Where is the bathroom? I'm like, literally, I'm like looking at my levels and I'm like, why are you screaming? It's 9 49 in the morning. No reason to scream. Okay. It is, I'm going to let you finish with your favorite host. Ebony Jackson and Ivory Rabinowitz. We are Wait here. A so you're Ivory Rabinowitz now? Well, and you're Ebony Jackson. Fine. It's about time. <laughs> this keeping it black 24-7 is exhausting. And let me just tell you something. Brighton Beach is my favorite part of Brooklyn. Well, that's more Russian, right? Isn't Brighton more? Well, actually, it's the Russian Jews are bright. Russian it's Jews. A, it's like yeah. Brighton Beach, that whole ocean. Little Odessa. Area. It's called Little oh Odessa. God. Like, do you remember how, like, the thing that's crazy about that area, especially when you go down, like, Ocean Parkway is how huge those houses were. Huge. When I was little, I used to think that they were mansions because we would go to Coney Island right. and you drive down and I'd be like, look at these mansions. No, they're, they're beautiful. Are, they're 
beautiful. I have to say, for those, even as a New Yorker, when you get into a car and you drive around some of those neighborhoods like Flatbush and stuff, those houses are stunning. And huge. And huge. people have- Big families. Like, yeah, Big families. and real. And like, even like when you go over by Midwood, right? And you go- No, beautiful. Midwood has some really beautiful gorgeous, houses. Gorgeous, gorgeous. All right. And here's today, viewer, uh, what's it? Real, real real estate, mm. of, millionaire real estate of, mm. of Northern Brooklyn. Thank right. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brought to you by Caldwell Banker. And our I, mayor, who's at every nightclub and everything. Brought to you by Eric Adams. Yeah, Not much work getting done, but if right. there's an opening, trust me, he's there up front yeah. touting the greatness of New York. Oh, bless his heart. Bless his heart. All right. Um, you guys gave him to us. He was y'all. He was the Brooklyn Borough president. I you didn't know. No, no, no. Gave, excuse me. And I you used know, to see him driving in your neighborhood. I remember back, me. and he used to have Eric Adams for mayor. Excuse but, me. Eric Adams won because he got the outer borough, black, middle class, middle age vote. You can't put this on me. The whites voted for Catherine Garcia and Myra <laughs> Wiley. The whites. Um, some, uh, some of us blacks All right. voted for but you can't Maya blame Wiley. It. You can't blame it on me. He lost Manhattan. He didn't He didn't yeah. get any votes in Manhattan. So you, say, can, we, you can blame a lot of things well, on listen, white I people. I live in Manhattan. You live in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> I think Brooklyn gave it to him. I do think because he Not can't Not my Brooklyn. But, out different but, Brooklyn. But he can't pay for that shit. I used to see him long before he even announced he was running for mayor. Do you remember when he'd be all driving right. through your neighborhood and he no, had that big sticker on the side him. of his car? All right, like, all right. Oh, I don't want to talk about him. I'm in a bad uh, enough mood as it. I don't want to talk about him. He irritates me, and nobody, whatever. All right, Oscars. I, I, you know, I was working. All right, so you actually paid attention, right? Sure, but you know, basically, uh, it's ten. It's ten Best Picture again this year. Yeah, it is. But I mean. The movies that everybody thought would get nominated did. The Banshees of Inisherin got a bunch of nominations. Worthy, very worthy movie. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once got a bunch of nominations. Tar, Tar. Uh, did you see Tar? No, I have to find okay, it on the me, interwebs. Okay, I now, have to find it on the interwebs. Don't let tell me. me just, I know what it's about. Well, let me just say this. Yeah, it's boring as fuck. Right. Until the last thirty minutes. All right, all right. But you well, gotta I'll get. You gotta. <laughs> you, you gotta get through two hours of oh. I'm pulling my fucking hair out, oh, and then, for it to all then right. finally get like, oh, okay, this, this, we could have just done this part. Okay. All right. Um, wait, Fab- hold on. Uh, the Fablemans. Yeah. yeah. So the basically, uh-huh. and I guess the big surprises is, is that this year they decided to um, go for the blockbusters. So you have a Marvel, you have Marvel movies, yeah. you have Avatar, which actually got very bad reviews. Um, but it actually, was- it didn't get bad reviews. It got great it, reviews. It got Avatar, but for the most part, that movie got excellent reviews. All right, people and, loved it. And then Top Gun. That's that's the first time I think any of that fran- you know, any of those kind of kind of movies have gotten mm-hmm. it. So the, you know, that's sort of I guess. And you know, the um, snubs are people are like they thought Woman King would get in there and Viola would get a nomination. She didn't. But Angela Bassett did, which makes her the first actor to get a nomination from, from a Marvel, Marvel movie. Universe. Elvis got nominated, which yeah. is not surprising at all. No, I still right. have to yeah. watch that because everyone I know saw it loved it. So I do mm-hmm. have to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um and then the actors from those respective movies um got I mean there's no like 
snubs. I, I mean, I didn't see a well, lot people, of these movies. People feel like The Woman King getting nothing when Viola and the movie have been nominated and a bunch of the other awards leading up to. So there's a little bit of folks that maybe feel like that's a snub. But, you know, to me, it seems like the usual suspects and another year of, you know, a lot of people watching Oscars for movies they didn't see. Well, I'm glad that uh, Women Talking, which is an excellent yeah. book, by the way, it's a woman director, Sarah Polly. Sarah Polly, yeah, so, I like so her. So that's nice. Yeah. I like yeah. her too. So that's mm-hmm. nice to see. It's not going to win, but it's nice to see a woman director being acknowledged. Um, yeah. I Again, I feel bad that I have not seen... But you've seen Banshees, and you said it was great. Banshees is fantastic. I watched half of everything all at once, not because I was making a critical judgment on it, but because I was watching it on the interwebs, and it started buffering, and I was like, I'm already confused as to what's happening, and the buffering is making it even worse. Right, right. Um, But I am, you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. That's how I feel. It's like, okay, great. Got that out the way. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. 
Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Rihanna got an Oscar nomination. Oh, for that song? Uh-huh. That none of us yeah, like. I mean, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. That song. Mm-hmm. Cool. I guess that's the thing. And Lady they... Gaga for that other awful song. One. That, that awful one, song. That, that Top Gun one where it's like, oh, wow. I think they like it when, like, pop singers slow it down and sing slowly and enunciate. And they mm-hmm. go, oh, we're going to give you an Oscar nomination for working with 27 other people <laughs> to write a song. <laughs> So you're, oh, okay, you get an Oscar nomination. No, it's very like you expressed so much. Yeah. So, so much. I still want to bring it back to the Academy Awards. I don't like this Oscar. I know. I like the Academy. Exactly. Yeah. Give it's me. Like, we give don't me, have enough. We don't have enough verbiage to say the Academy. Give me Rob Lowe dancing with Snow White. Give oh no! Me don't ever give me that. I love the ridiculousness. No, but I'm just saying that I would wish they would say the, the Academy the, Award. Well, the yeah, Academy well, Award yes. just seems like dumb. It mm-hmm. seems really, really dumb. All right. Speaking of dumb, Drake. You know me and Drake. Every well, semester, I start off saying, I'm just telling you guys, I don't like Drake. Stop defending him. I mean, listen, he was so exciting that someone fell off the balcony. He played you know? the Apollo. It's a serious <laughs> FM show. So yeah. he did two sold out nights, two sold yeah, out two, nights uh-huh. at Saturday, the Apollo, which Sunday. is what? How many seats at the Apollo? 2,000? Is it so, even yeah, 2,000? It's a little bit over 2,000. But I believe if, it looks like they took, first of all, he built a real production in there. I've never seen the Apollo stage look like that. He oh, completely good. built a full production that looked like a corner and a bodega it was was, was actually the production of it was gorgeous and i think they took the seats out in the front so it was kind of like general admission where people were standing well they would kind of have to i have to say the first time i went to the apollo and obviously Mm -hmm. the apollo is a legendary iconic Mm -hmm. theater i was kind of like wow, this is kind of small and kind of run down. But that's how they used to have theaters back in the day. But you know, uh, I believe at the end of this season, the Apollo is going to go through. It's had up, it's had a refurbishment. One renovation, yeah. But this time, it's going through a, a real renovation, a first okay. full renovation. Like, they're changing seats. They're changing the lobby. They're going to open it up and expand and have a lobby right. bar. And they're going to make it so that, because you notice that more and more artists are playing the Apollo and they've got a lot of, like everybody wants to play it. So they, they're going to update it so that they can really So do make more. it more like the Beacon, maybe. Well, make it more so that they can also do more technically advanced shows. Got it. Yeah. 
Because Got now, it. you know, everybody's coming in and, and the Apollo's legendary and they're playing there. You want to be able to support because people have been bringing in shows and really transforming. So I think they, they want to update it. So Yeah, that... they want to make it like competitive and Absolutely. not just a nostalgia thing. Anyway, Absolutely. so Drake performed. It was Drake, yeah. right? Yeah. He brought out Dipset, made people happy. Yeah, you got to do came that out, in New York. He's not he, stupid. He knows. He, and he came out wearing Cameron's pink fur oh, and that's, pink fur hat. What a stretch for Drake. You know, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I, understand. I don't, I don't get, get him. fascination with it. I just don't, I don't get, get it. it either. But good it, for them. You know, he yay. had a show. He sang a lot of songs. He teased a new album this oh, good, year. because it's been five minutes since he put and out a, the record. And a, and a tour. So. All right. I mean, whatever. To me, he's just, he's there. I don't mm. get it. I don't need to get it. I'm sure he's not up all night worrying about whether I get it or not. Mm-hmm. I just don't. He's just whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Beyonce. I. All right. So Beyonce. Beyonce, Beyonce. Beyonce did a. Uh, it's her first time performing in four years. And so her company, her people flew out. Um some influencers already I'm pissed, whatever that means. And some journalists to Dubai to mark the opening of some rich people's paradise thing. Um, for all accounts, the show was very good. I mean, that's not surprising. She's an excellent, uh, performer. She brought blue Ivy out, uh, the, who is going to be Nepo baby of the century at this point. So, but Blue Ivy appears to be like a, a nice kid and it's all great. All right, here's the controversy. And, and this is actually, for me, pretty serious. Um, Dubai, like many countries, um, uh, being gay is illegal. In theory, you can be arrested for being gay. In theory, you can go to jail for being gay. Beyonce has waved the flag, especially with her last album of being an LGBT. LGBTQ ally. Um, I think we can both agree. I hope we can both agree that Renaissance would not exist without gay club culture, especially black gay club culture. She does not need the check that she got from this, which was very substantial. So why is she playing this show in that location? Well, one, let me just say this. I'm never going to count people's money because when you're working, right, you take checks of money. You know, I see this controversy happening and then I'm like, but wait a minute. We have a bunch of sodomy laws in a lot of states here in the United States where in theory you can be arrested for having gay sex. And right now, drag queens and trans people are under attack in America. Like, there are laws being made against them, rights being taken away. We are, I never, I mean, Amy, I am 55 years old. I have been out since I was a teenager and going out since a teenager. I've seen drag queens everywhere. You know, drag queens always will tell you stories, harrowing stories about having to take the train to work and it's a risk for their life doing what they do. But I've we never had people protesting in front of bars in New York City because there's a drag show and protesting proud boys marching in the street here because they they want to go stop a drag queen library reading session and a drag queen show in Queens. And I'm thinking we're worried about somebody taking a check for what's happening in Dubai and our rights are being crumbled here. So I understand. Listen, I have bigger issues with the Beyonce situation. I feel that 
if you're going to make this record that celebrates our cult, queer culture, it has been a problem to me that there's been no outreach to that culture. There was a whole summer where every, this was the first Pride back live in three years. It was the perfect time. Every big artist has come to a Pride throughout the years in their Pride to be like, thank you, do a little show, something, throw a party, something, right? So you give us this record, there's nothing. The only times we see you basically are in a Tiffany's campaign and now, or at very private parties where there's no pictures allowed, where we could just see very famous people coming in. And now Dubai, it's like, I feel like, like, I don't know. It's almost like when I'm looking at her career now, with someone that, you know, I kind of worked with it for years, it just seems like I don't recognize it. It seems out of reach. You know, yeah, it's she's like, kind of in bubble wrap now. It's, it's, I don't understand. So it's like you make this record that's kind of like a... You make a party record and there's no party. Right. And, and, and it's like it's a celebration. Music I recognize. You know, I told you I love this record. I really mm -hmm. recognize the textures of this record. And then it's like nothing. But then the next time I see you, it's like private parties for celebrities and the car all of the car when i say like all of the kardashians coming to a beyonce party and i'm like this seems i don't even like it, yeah it i don't so dubai is such an interesting choice i don't think that it's like people like oh cancel beyonce no one's trying to cancel beyonce it's a really interesting choice for look i'm never going to tell somebody when to take money and not to take money. Not, like, seriously? I, no, I'm being no, serious. No, because no, to me, I'm like, that is your choice, right? Now, like, would I make a different right. choice? Right. Like, I don't have any desire to go to that region of the world, even though I think it's quite beautiful, right? And just like I've been to Africa, I don't want to go everywhere in Africa. I don't want to go someplace where I feel like I can't just be myself because I am who mm -hmm. I am. I don't need my walk to be a problem. I don't, You know what I mean? I don't need just me being me to be a problem. And, you know, so it's just kind of like, well, people could say she didn't sing any of the music from this new record there. And I'm like, okay, cool. Got it. I don't know. It just feels like, if you, and I said this to you before, I think the dance community gets really disrespected. I think a lot of people, and I'm not saying she's being disrespectful, but like her, Drake, everybody, People make dance records because what's the easy way to have a hit, right? If come back and make people dance. If you're a big star and you've had some time off and you come back with a record that makes everybody dance, it's the formula that usually gives everybody a hit again. But I also think then come to the community, like do some stuff. There were so many house music festivals and the big black ones just show up in one place to be like, thank you, this music, I'm here, but now it almost feels like untouchable in such a way that I don't, it doesn't feel relatable. And, well, you know, I, I will say this. I'm not asking you to cancel. We, I, that word doesn't mean anything. Okay. Mm. Um, all I'm saying is first off, I agree with you hundred percent that there is discrimination going on against uh, people of color in this country, uh, queer people, women, let's go down the list. The difference in this country, though, is I have seen artists boycott Texas right. because of abortion laws and things. And I think we will, now that touring gets more uh, thing, we will see people 
targeting thing. So I agree with you a hundred percent. What I'm saying is you've had, you wait, you haven't done a show in four years and this is the place you go because there are people who have pulled out of shows in these countries. Right. So if you're going to make a statement show, and this is clearly a statement show, you know, this is not just, I'm doing a gig at a club down the street. This is a statement show. Why that statement? Especially if you're coming off an album that exists 95% of the time, 95% of it because of a community that is completely legally and morally and religiously and spiritually ostracized and criminalized in that country. If she had done this exact same show in London, I'd have no problem. If she'd right. done this exact same show, I don't know, pick a country. But why, it's the same objection people had to the World Cup. Out of all the places, you got to pick that place. Right. I mean, discrimination exists worldwide. So that's my thing. It, th th there's a, she can, yes, she can perform wherever you want. She's a grown woman. It, but it just seems like, and I agree with you in this terms of, you've just made this record for the people. And where are you? Where are you? Say what you will about Drake, but he's performing at, at the, the Apollo. Apollo. Nas is performing listen, at the Garden, which is you, a relative. Where listen, you are and, you? You and I have had this thing with Drake, but he will show up places. He will show up places. He will so show up I, places. I don't understand why she's being treated like a bird in a gilded cage at this point. It's Especially quite... if you're making a record that is a celebration of a culture that is a community. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's, she's celebrating a community and then going, and now I live in a gated community and right. don't come. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, I was waiting for the, she's going to pop up at Soul Somewhere. Summit. I right. was waiting for the, and she's going to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, listen, you, if you're going to go to Terry Hunter, you're going to go to the Founding Fathers Weekend in Chicago. Something. I I, you know, I, I just think this is a pride. bad look. Get this on is, the stage and get be on like, pride. boom. This is a bad look. I think this is ultimately a bad look for her because it just plays into all the issues people have with her, which is that she's removed, become removed, which is that she's become unrelatable. And which is because. But now it's so removed that it's like, yeah, no videos. Don't you can't take my photo. Even when I'm performing and singing, I'm like. Yeah, it's I just don't, a little. It's, it's I not feel a like way. What is? I don't even. I can't even relate to this. It's no, like, I don't. Happening? I mean, I again, people make money. She's a she's a, a capitalist. We know that. That's yeah. not even. She's married to a man who said, "I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman." I got no problem with. This is what no she problem she's not, with it. Go no do problem your with thing. that. Make your but money. it's like, come on. At some point, it just starts looking like. It's it's don't like, make a black gay record and and then the black exclude black gay you. people and then and exclude don't make a black gay record in a place where being one of those two things could land you in jail and possibly even more. You know what I mean? It's that that's what's troubling. That's what's troubling. I just thought it was a bad pub. I just think from a publicity, good good um, hands across the water kind of thing. It's just like. It just was a little, a little much. It reminded me of those parties, like a, you know, who was that guy, Malcolm Forbes? Are they flying everybody out to Marrakesh mm -hmm. and stuff? It was just like, come on, I'm not expecting her to show up down the street singing at Mr. Mango, you know. But especially coming off this record, which was such a, 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 um, 
a calculated in a good way. Like, here I am. I'm your girl. Here I am. Oh, wait. Now I'm going to sing for every Kardashian except for Rob. Shout out to Rob Kardashian for never showing up for these things. You know what? The, the hero to, of that family, family. Shout is out Rob to Rob Kardashian. Kardashian. He was trying to tell us. He was trying to tell he us. He was telling he us. He was like, this is <laughs> some bullshit. Listen. We didn't he listen. He was like, this is some bullshit, y'all. I can't do this. I'm not doing this. Shout out to Rob Kardashian. All right. Um, so there's, you know, I'm up to here with biopics at <laughs> well, this Well, I was going to say, well, there goes my Ivy Park boxes. They're never coming uh, again. No, but you know what? Hold on. It was a good run. Can I tell you honestly, the people, they are intelligent people and smart people. They know damn well that this was going to cause thing. And, you know, you can be and listen, very cynical and, and say. And the thing is. She'll do like she always does. Keeps it moving. We'll never answer it because she doesn't do any kind of interviews. The tic- the concert tickets will go on sale soon, and that's all anybody will talk about, right? Or she they- donates the check. <laughs> in a, in in my mind, in oh, my fantasy world. Oh, that was so funny. Hold on. I know. I know. In my I'm fantasy sorry. world. What? I'm sorry. Yes. In my fantasy yes. world. Mm-hmm. In uh, in my imaginary world <laughs> where unicorns talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I just so figured funny. I'd throw that out there. I know. I, mean, I like I, to make a funny. I like to make a funny. It's such a sweet, sweet. Fantasy. I know it's cute, right? I live. I know. I live in a. I live in a dream world. And then all the and rich then, people and then the butterflies sprinkled. Right, all the rich people gave all their money to the poor people. Ah, yeah, okay. Moving on. Um, so there's gonna be an Amy Winehouse biopic and okay. the musical the Can musical question those? is why? Well, why picture when I saw why? that picture, I was like of the this, girl? Uh-huh. Of I was the like, actress? This looks like Anna Ferris in doing no 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 she scare- no she little, actually looks a little yeah but bit it, like but her. in one of the scenes she looks like Anna Ferris doing a scary movie skit as Sydney oh, running yeah. and screaming down. well there, all right there's several reasons why the Amy Winehouse biopic shouldn't happen <laughs> first off the documentary is about as good as it gets mm-hmm. there is nothing that we're going to learn from this biopic that we haven't already known because we've mm-hmm. seen a documentary mm-hmm. um, secondly. <laughs> Her father, who is problematic, and her ex-husband, who is very problematic, mm-hmm. are involved in this. So, come on. I mean, this is a money grab. Again, I just don't see the point. What are we going to learn from this? The woman who's playing her, I don't know who this woman is, but she's an HBO, one of those shows on HBO that I watch. So, they, they did want a woman who was Jewish. Mm-hmm. So, that's good. They're not mm-hmm. going to get, like, some, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow to play mm-hmm. her and look ridiculous. Um Gwyneth Paso is Jewish, actually. I take that back. Um, but um, she's not going to be doing her own singing, which is, mm-hmm. that's obvious. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody does in these things. But I just don't see what's the point. What are we going to learn about her? We know this already. It's the same thing with the Whitney doc. What are we going to learn? Let me just I say, mean, the biopic. Wh- what are we going to learn Whitney about movie her? crashed and burned so Crashed and burned. So yeah. badly. So, so, so bad. The Be- only one of these biopics I was uh, that work is when there's, when we really don't know a lot about them. And I would say those are the ones that work pre-social media. 
Coal Miner's Daughter, uh, Sweet Dreams, um, all that era. Ray, because we, Ray was great. Ray was great. We we didn't we weren't inundated. What's love got to do with it? Right. Right. We weren't inundated with information about them. Amy well, Winehouse. There's no there's and there wasn't a documentary about them. Well, here's the thing. Then. Even with a documentary, I think a good biopic could be great. Just make them great. They have it. Those all of the films we just mentioned were great. Yeah. Some of these other ones were not great. They just yeah. haven't, the job is not, the story wasn't written well. Yeah. Was, like, you know, the Whitney Mew movie, unfortunately, you know, they had an actress who her, her, her performance was praised, but I think she so didn't look like favor, look like or even favor Whitney Houston that for a lot of people, it was hard to look and see because she didn't really give you any Whitneyisms other than the hair and mannerism, right? Which should be enough as for an actor. But now people are used to folks being able to go through prosthetics and do all other things. It's really, oh, hey, Spoonie, hey, little Spoonie, hey, Spoonie. Um, she was the, waiting for an invite. Right, right. The crazy thing is, of the biopic, the last few, right? The, all of the ones about white men have done well. Elvis's did well. Right. Uh, the Queen film did well. Rocketman did well. But the black women have not. The respect did not do well, and neither did Whitney Houston. So Amy Winehouse's life is so short and really right. kind of fucked up. So it's like, is this going to be like a two-hour torture film because well, we're gonna of, watch i mean there's like there's like she's 27 when she dies we mm -hmm. have maybe 18 years where she, it's good and then mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna watch yet another movie about a woman unraveling for the price of fame and her eating disorders and i i just don't and get drugs I, and the yeah I, and the bad man and it's mm -hmm. again i mean i have a bias towards amy winehouse in that you know i I just, I just think the story is. I don't know what they're going to add, and I don't know, see the point of dramatizing it when there has already been such a brilliant document, a documentary about her. But mm -hmm. I mean, and I don't know much about this director, but my British friends are up in arms. They say this director is horrible. Sam oh, Taylorwood yeah. is a woman. I think didn't she do? I think she, didn't she do like the Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, yeah. Like, listen, do you remember? But she also did a, remember that John Lennon docu uh, biopic that came out years ago? There, She did some mm. sort of Beatle thing. But yeah, she mm. did. She's considered, no, they don't yeah, like her. They don't like her. They really yeah. don't like her. No. And she's the one, her husband, like she married him when he was like four or something, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, that's yeah, not, listen. but they don't like her. They don't like her. So I don't have that much of an so I, I think you're capable of making like sort of a hack movie mm -hmm. and then making a great movie. I mean, yeah. everybody has to start when you're a starting director, you give what they tell you to do and then you get to do your I, it's the involvement of the father and Blake Fielder, whatever his name was, <sighs> civil Fielder, whatever. That's I, just that's a mess. It's like a check. He killed her and then he wants a check. Um, okay. So. Um, they're like tech people or a lot of tech people are being laid off. That's not surprising, I guess, right? No, but the weird one is the Spotify losing 6% because all I keep hearing with all of these records are breaking Spotify records, breaking Spotify records, a billion streams, a gazillion streams in a week, this album. So I'm like, y'all have gone in a row with all of these giant records, which means your streaming numbers should be through the roof. So why are you laying off 6% of the staff? I'm very confused. 
Do you but, think that that's just, uh, you know, spending money in stupid places? Maybe or because too you many s- people or people not coming to the office anymore, and you lose that I, kind of stuff. I also think a lot of these corporations are forecasting and seeing maybe some trends that we're not because you're noticing the tech companies have all just started chopping positions, all of right. them, and right. and surprising companies that you don't really hear of doing that in as often, you know, from Google on down. So it makes me feel like they're just prepping to run leaner. So something they, they foresee that's yeah. going to happen and they're getting ready for, I mean, we're not talking about a Twitter situation where he's just a lunatic. But the thing is weird people. to me, it's like streaming, like people still listen to music. So are people going to listen to, if you have Spotify, are you listening to less Spotify? I don't really hear people canceling. I hear people right. canceling like, all right, I had Hulu and I have 15 different streaming services. I'm canceling five of them. But I, I've never really had conversations with people who have Apple Music saying, I'm canceling that, or people who have Spotify say, I'm canceling that. That was like for a hot minute when they, when, when everybody was, was in just, there, yeah. And then they went thing. back on, yeah. Five was, minutes later, everybody yeah, was right that back. That was on. like, oh, well, it's funny you say that because um, David Crosby passed last week. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and I was listening to those early Crosby Stills National Records. And I'm listening. To uh, Deja Vu, which is mm-hmm. the, the huge Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young record. And I'm like going, this doesn't sound the way I remember it as a kid. And then I realized all the Neil Young songs have been taken, taken off. off. Right. So I'm it's, like, where's Neil Young? I don't even hear him. You're, you're, like, you're, like, you're like, something's wrong with this. Something's wrong. All the Neil Young songs mm-hmm. are gone. So that, yeah, it is a weird one, Spotify. But I think yeah. you're right. I think it's something where they're look, looking at the tea leaves and they're leaning down. They're making things leaner because of all these variables, then they may see something that we don't see, you know? And listen, I'm never mad at a person who doesn't go back. Like I'm not mad at Brendan Fraser who was nominated for a golden globe. But remember years ago, he accused the head nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. And he, he accused the head of the golden globes of being inappropriate with him. Right. And swore he would never go back. And he's nominated. And everybody was like, are you going? He was like, fuck no. I'm not a hypocrite. And I love that. Yeah. I do love Because, you know, so often people are like, I'll never go back there. Then they get nominated for something. And it's their grand return. And everybody gives them a standing ovation as they stand on stage. And then, you know, the tears come. And they're like, thank you so much. That's supposed to be a horrible movie, by the way. I'm- the whale. It's supposed- <laughs> no, seriously. It is I mean, to me. Horrible reviews. And he's been the shining light in it. But I still don't understand if you're doing a movie about a heavyweight person, a overweight person, why are you making it a I didn't haven't seen with movie, phobias just, and everybody's mean. And, and why don't you just hire somebody who's overweight? Well, you know, here's the thing. I don't, listen, All right, and, but I haven't seen the movie, okay. so I, really I, I am going to say this about that. And even the thing that I've been seeing, people are very angry because there's talk of this actor playing George Michael in the film, and the actor is not gay. I'm like, all right. I feel like you should hire whoever's best for the job. And I think as gay people, we have to be really dangerous. If you're saying gay actors should be hired to play gay roles, then that means in reverse. Straight actors should not get to play. Gay actors should not get to play straight And you characters. are going to box yourself in yeah. and, and to say, I shouldn't be able to play any of these other roles unless they're gay. I'm like, you're an actor. Let the best man win. Or woman, yeah. or woman. Well, when is I say man, I mean Mike- human. Is, I mean, you know, right? You know, is there is there a George Michael? Evident, evidently, there's going to be a George Michael biopic. Now that would be interesting. Now listen, that depending would be, on who is involved in it, but I, that because, I, I think because, would be interesting. Because the thing is, 
We know a bunch about him, but there's a lot we just don't know. We know very surface things about him, Mm -hmm. but there's a real story with George Michael. And if told, written right and told Right. right, that could be brilliant. Right. I think that that actually could be really great, obviously, depending on who plays him. But because, yeah, you're right, because his career happened before social media. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't know every little nuance of his life. And there are real social issues that he was dealing with that we are not privy to. It's so funny. I will tell you, there was a conversation. I was part of a conversation yesterday about George Michael, which I will tell you about Mm -hmm. later. But um yeah, I think that would be really interesting. Who are they thinking about for the lead? I forgot this guy who was in one of those things with the thing, but he's handsome. <laughs> it would have to be. It would have to be someone who is not well known. I yeah, he 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 was. He's been in a couple of things, and maybe his name is Taryn or something like something with a T. It would have to be someone who but, is not well known because George Michael is such a. You don't want someone who's going to look. You have to obviously have someone who looks Greek. Okay, mm-hmm. and then other than that, um, listen. One of the best concerts of my life, George Michael at Madison Square Garden. I bet. Let yeah. me just tell you something. That motherfucker sang his face off. Sang yeah. his face like, and you forget how many hits he had. It was just one after yeah, that, the other. That could be a good one. That could, and I his voice was just—he sounded the way you think George Michael would sound live. It was incredible. Yeah. Um. I I do not. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is a real uh, Young Thug, the rapper Young Thug and businessman <laughs> YSL is on trial right now. I mean, there is a serious, serious issue in the terms that the, the prosecution and there's actually was a law. And there are a bunch of people that took deals, right? Well, yeah. And there's a law because it, it's a they're trying to say that Reek, um, his his crew, uh, YSL is YSL is, is, is uh they're they're trying him under Rico statues, so they are trying to make this connection that yes, he is a rapper, yes, he's a businessman, but this is basically a mechanism for a bigger criminal activity. But what they're doing, in good part, and this is the this is where your First Amendment and the rights come in, and the idea of art, you know, the artist versus the art is they're trying to use his lyrics as an indication of criminal activity. Now, this has been you remember back in the day, Snoop. When he was up for uh, uh, attempted murder or murder, mm-hmm. and they tried to use his lyrics, and that didn't work. California, I believe, has passed a law saying that you cannot incorporate lyrics. Um, this is the whole argument against grime, not grime, excuse me, drill in New York City. Eric Adams is saying that they're giving encoded messages, mm-hmm. which they may well be doing. But um, this is problem. Whether he's guilty or not, I don't know. But using the lyrics is very problematic because I mean, you know, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Did Johnny Cash get brought up on attempted on murder charges? You got to be really careful with that. True. That said, what that's, is the passing the purpose in that, court? But that said, hold on. There's also, yeah. yes, he wrote that. That's not true. But say if you are, and I don't know all of the details of the case, if you are running a criminal investigation, an organization, don't tell on yourself. There's that. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. a lot of people, we yes, we talk about that. And it's such a slippery slope because there are people who like, my lyrics come from my life. I'm writing right. about my life. So there's that balance. If you say that to people, then you say you can't use this against me. It's like, okay, I, 
I don't think you should be able to use somebody's lyrics, but don't tell on yourself in your lyrics too, right? If your lyrics are kind of detailing some of the shit you're doing, because that's the life you're living and you're telling, and it works because people love street tales, right? Especially in certain hip hop, they love street tales and they love that shit. So if you're doing stuff for the streets, you gotta be. Where do you draw the line? If you but know what you're if he's doing a character, I mean, let's be absolutely. Let's say, what if he's saying, "I, I mean, we all know that Eminem is not actually Slim Shady." Except, so what if Young Thug is a? You know what I'm saying? I see except, both sides of it. Except everybody else you mentioned is not sitting across with RICO charges and have a bunch of people who are in this organization that have already taken deals and are right. out of jail. You know, like you don't take a deal for nothing, right? I mean, I think even though might- I know deals can come for different things, it might you might be faced with something like if they get you and they they have it's a really complicated situation. I think the truth of this falls somewhere in between. In a, I think absolutely. it's I think it's possible for someone to be criminally involved in a criminal organization and not use something that they've done as a creative for as a persona as you know because they tried to do that with jay-z i think that there's somewhere in between what my mind-blowing are you freaking kidding me okay can everyone see my face my head is exploding which is what which is what makes me look at the whole situation and just think there's like what is the judgment here like, what's the judgment here? Well, what happened was, is that someone- Why would you pass it? Like, and Young Thug, they said, was very surprised. It's like, like what? Like, why? So, of someone in the courtroom passed him a baggie that had Percocet and other stuff in it. Mm. And I, first off, do they not search people anymore when you go into a court? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a moral judgment. Every, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> everything about it just sounds nuts. Weird. I mean, don't they? I mean, seriously. I'm that being. This is a federal court. This is a high profile trial. This your is friend is on trial. Trial and you're like Rico him, charges. And, you're and you think in that person. moment, I know what I'll do. You know what he probably needs right now? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> and a little buzz. So let me just go ahead. Yeah. Him. Wait. In the middle of a trial with cameras and cars. And it was seen from every angle. Every angle. Every it's angle. Like, I know. I'm like, yeah. And now that, and now him and two other people, now Young Thug is not being charged, but the guy and two other people are. It's right, like, no, what are you guys, this doesn't even make sense. No, you, it's like, it would I, be like, we're sitting at the at the defense table desk and somebody goes, oh, yo, does anybody have any lean and pass you, it over? You know what it is? I have a friend who, who 1000% believes that because and I and I don't know this is another old argument. He says I think so many people play all of these realistic video games and the vice cities and all this stuff and they love it and they live in it and so you do you you're in these crazy scenarios that sometimes I think these kids are walking around in real life thinking oh the same thing happens when I do something like in these games and like you just get That's to possible. turn you get to turn it off and it's not a real consequence to well, it. Well, I mean there is we've had this conversation ad nauseum mm-hmm. where people are not in a world where there's actual responsibility for everything. So if you've been raised with like things just happen, why would you? But it is kind of, if it wasn't so- Like you're in the courtroom. It was one thing if it was like we were in the hallway and he gave him a hug. In the courtroom. In the courtroom. courtroom. And he might as well have said, oh, yo, judge, can we stop for a second? I'd like to give him some Percocet. Yeah, it is kind of like criminals are not, you know, we use the term criminal mastermind, but- 
maybe we're putting and, too much and, emphasis and, on the and mastermind. Here's the thing: a lot of people tell on themselves. Yeah, in a lot of different crimes, people tell on themselves. Uh, it was just sort of like head scratching. Like you, you are on a trial to. You may possibly go away for a good portion. Do you want to know life. why I think? Do you want to know why I think he's going to go away? I think he's going to go away with, because so many, other people took deals, right? And they're like, "I didn't snitch. I didn't snitch." I'm like, "But you're you're out of jail. If you're out of jail, when it's RICO and federal, you and and they've given you a deal." You had something of value to them. Mm-hmm. There's just no way you did it. Well, now Takashi, whether you, you know what I mean? There's no. You had something of value. That's just how the feds work. It's like it's a value system. It's He's not, gonna up on charges as well. He's out. He took mm-hmm. some sort of a deal. Now mm-hmm. and, he, and he came out screaming, "I didn't snitch! I didn't snitch! I didn't snitch!" Mm, it'll but, be interesting. But right, that is the thing. Because be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, and now to say I just looked at something. Gunner catching heat from Pierce from taking Rico plea deal. You know what's Gunner like, called out by YSL co-founder over Rico plea deal. All right, so I mean, mm-hmm. but it's just uh, such a ridiculous. <laughs> Little Dirk seems like- to target Gunner with video of Young Thug. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm telling you, people are like, he came, he got out, took a plea deal, and was out. Not just you know what I mean. Not even like I'm got a. And people are like, well, how'd you get out? And he says, I didn't snitch, right? Well, yeah, you did. I but mean, right? Like, I mean, that's the only what else I'm could like, what else could there be? You there had to be some value, right? Mm-hmm. There had you had to give them something <laughs> to to be out. They didn't just look look at your face and be like, You're just a little part of this. They're the feds, they don't care. We're black people, they really don't care. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? they're just like, what can you give us? What can you do for us? Absolutely, keep it moving. The next thing you know, you're Henry Hill in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere, getting pizza with uh with ketchup, you know, spaghetti mm-hmm. with ketchup on it <laughs> instead of instead of sauce. <laughs> and look how that ended up for poor Henry Hill. Or you're the nobody cares about. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I we shouldn't like laugh about, but I guess the Alec. I, I, I don't know. The, I think the Alec Baldwin, so he has been indicted on involuntary manslaughter charges for the shooting on the rust yeah. thing. And also the, 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 the armor, gun armorer, the mm-hmm. gun armor. Um, you know, there's been a lot of, I think, okay. If he wasn't a producer on it, I think that's what the issue is. Well, no, they're saying that he's the one who pulled the trigger. But my yeah. thing is, they say he didn't do all. He didn't do the check he was supposed to check. Do the check. But here's the thing that I know from having a lot of friends who work in film and work on sets when there's a gun, the actor is the last one to touch the gun. There are a lot of people, that, and all actors do usually check the gun. But I'm sure him pulling the trigger, there's an armorer. There's so many people who touch that gun before it gets to him. There's not supposed to be live ammunition on a film set. So, yeah. you know, I understand that he was a little bit of a dick and I hated his his interviews after. I just felt like this woman's not even in the, in the ground yet. She has a family and you're on your offensive trying to clear your name. I thought it was in complete poor taste and he's in poor taste. But I, I don't believe he. I think eventually those charges will be dropped from him because he's not. There's not supposed to be a live bullet in a gun. He had no expectation. Well, they're of also really charging him with weapons charges too, which I mean, is actually that's a little. I think that's of, a reach. Yeah, it's that's really a reach. it's out there. <laughs> well, I mean, I would think 
in this age of incredible CGI and special effects, we mm-hmm. don't need to have guns on sets anymore. I think we can make it realistic without an actual gun. Right. I mean, I, I mean, this is not an anti-gun speech, though I am not pro-gun in some ways. But we don't need it. You can do. You can make a gun. You can make talking lizards that look realistic. You can make all sorts of things. Just don't have a real gun. I'm serious. But I, I think the I think the the weapons possession charge is a little <laughs> bit of a reach because he possessed it in the sense that he put his hand on it. You know what I mean? It's like, just kind of like guys. He's famous. I think that's a little showboating. I guy. realize none of us really like him, but like, come on, you're I doing like him as an actor. I yeah. mean, I think he's a really great actor. Actually, I have. I mean, he's a jerk, but we've already decided. Well, he stole. Him. He stole the name. He stole the name. I originally wanted for for the, this podcast. Remember the working when I when I first was starting this show, I had a title. It's called "So Here's the Thing," right. and he has a he has "So Here's the Thing" was his podcast that he doesn't even do anymore. Well, I think you should call Billy Baldwin and have a conversation. Wait, which one is the one? Is this one that's really sort of like Repu- sort of religious and a Republican? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen Baldwin, All right, Stephen, uh, Justin, Justin Bieber's father-in-law, right. Oh, he's the one? Yeah. I thought it was Billy. No, Billy Baldwin's daughter is in Wilson Phillips. <gasps> she is? No, she's married. Uh, wait, China I'm sorry. Fi- Yeah, wait a minute. China <laughs> Phillips is married to Billy Baldwin. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin's daughter is Haley Bieber. Haley Bieber. Right. And then Daniel Baldwin is just, who knows? He's there. He's an actor, but he's like the bad Baldwin, mm-hmm. you know? But Stephen Baldwin, last I checked, mm-hmm. was like super religious and kind of Republican-y. Whereas yeah. the other Baldwin- Like are Scott Baio. Yeah, super, not that crazy, I don't think. But um, Alec Baldwin and Billy Baldwin mm-hmm. are very, very left-wing mm-hmm. and very- Ra ra ra! I think Billy is the normal one. Alec is the probably the most talented one. Though Daniel Baldwin is a good actor too. Yeah, they're the all they guy. all actually you know are not well, terrible. I don't think we could say that Stephen Baldwin right. is a good actor. But, mm. uh, I'm sure he's a lovely man. Mm. Can I just ta- can I just say something though? This has got nothing to do with anything. Mm. His wife's name is Kenya, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. So I always assumed that, that she was black. black. Yeah. <laughs> Am I crazy for thinking? No, because I don't know why Kenya. I've only ever known. I've never met a white Kenya. I've never met a white Kenya ever. Yeah, so I am a. And I've met a lot of Kenyas actually, and they've never been white. Me too. I've never Mm -hmm. met a white Kenya. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) I mean, I mean. (laughs) Well, people used to think when they heard my name, Courtney Anderson, Courtney, they would always think that I was a white girl and be surprised when I showed up or they spoke to me. Aren't you? Well, that was. I was cosplaying that three summers ago, but I think that, you know. Yeah, no, but I always, I mean, I think for good reason. It's sort of like when white people name their kid Indigo. Mm-hmm. You do know what Indigo means, black, right? Well, you know, my girlfriend Chanel's daughter's name is Indigo. But is she black or white? 
Uh, Chanel is white. Her daughter is mixed race. All right. So mm. that's, uh, I mm. can, I will hand her that. Mm. <laughs> I will give her that. It would be like a black person naming mm. their kid um, Sweden or I don't know. What's the whitest country? Utah. Norway. <laughs> Norway. My, here's my daughter, Norway. You know? Robinson. <laughs> here's my daughter, Idaho, Idaho, Robin. I just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Listen. It just doesn't make sense. You know what I'm else not, doesn't make sense? It's, it's not a value judgment. It no. just doesn't make sense. You know what else doesn't make sense? The uh, way the fucking giants were blown out of the no, fucking water. I mean, we were, I mean, we I, mean I, I did expect it to just get blown out by Philly. I mean, Philly just mopped the floor with them. And then. You know, they had the exit interview with the GM and the coach, and they made their commitment to Daniel Jones. They're like, you know, we definitely are going to working to make a deal, but weren't so committal Daniel, on our, our quarterback, quarterback. Barkley, yeah. And then uh, they weren't so committal on Saquon Barkley, which is shady, and he's saying, I want to come back. They're like, well, you know, we'll see how that fits. Shay, which means they're going to try to trade him during the offseason. I see that coming. And our Knicks lost both games this weekend. It's like, guys, guys, we were doing so good. Well, And everybody, even though there are three American men in the uh, quarterfinals, semifinals of the of the US Open, uh, of the Australian Open, which is great. But all my people lost this weekend. Um, Coco's out. Um, Francis is out. It's just kind of like, what the fuck? I, I do. Pagula's out. Do you, I mean, I, I'm going to be very, I'm playing devil's head. Does it, American winning tennis, it's an international sport. The Knicks, I understand. No, I mean, but we used to have great, we had, we had yeah. Agassi, who was a big star and went on a run. We had McEnroe, you know, right. we, we had guys, Jimmy Connors, we, we, Legacy-wise, American men were great in tennis, and then that fell by the wayside really more for the women. And, when, and really, the women were dom- the dominant women were Venus and Serena for so long. But um, yeah, so it's good to see Americans men's tennis have new stars who are rising in the ranking and doing really well. Including, there's a 20 year old who came in there unranked who is in the semifinals turning it out. So we're really happy. And he's from, I believe, from this area. So that makes it even nicer. You know, I love my tennis. I grew up watching tennis. And my mom used to take me to the U.S. Open. You know, you know, Queens, you go to Shea Stadium. You go to U.S. Open, the old Yankee Stadium. Remember the old Yankee Stadium? The Yankees, old Yankee Stadium is not in Queens. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I said. <laughs> I said. No. No, I'm just saying the shit that growing up in oh, Queens old, that we yeah, used to yeah. do. We used to go to Shea Stadium. We used to go to that. And then we would go to the old Yankee Stadium for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I grew up with parents who were not sports people at all. Yeah. So I had to I had to discover it on my own. Um So when did you go I, to yeah. when did you go to your first basketball game? When did you were you an adult when you went to your first NBA yeah. game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um my dad, if you were to say to my dad, bless his heart. We lost. We like mm-hmm. that. He would say, "Oh, I'm sorry. Are you playing on the team?" I mean, he's that guy, <laughs> right? You know, so it's like Ugh. for some but reason dad, that's not shocking, knowing you. Like, no, no, the it, it apple be, does not fall far no, it from be the tree. Very shocking, knowing me because I'm someone who has a great sense of community. Mm. But 
That said, he did. Yeah, but you have that same face. mouth. Y'all, it's the mouth, though. <laughs> he did take me to my first uh, baseball game because mm. he knew I was really into it. And he took me. He was not into it himself. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was never. He just wasn't. And he encouraged me when I was doing sports. He's just not that guy. He was mm. never really. My mom. Uh, my mom was kind of more. But they just. My, this is not my guy. You know, my my dad. He's just that, that guy. But um, never said you shouldn't do stuff like that but he's not he's just not into sports he's okay so i know you can't tell me anything the rock and roll <laughs> hall of fame meeting has happened you, i well, know you can't say anything yet I just tell me this was it, was it contentious was there i will tell you this and mm -hmm. this really is the most important thing for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. the italian wedding cookies were back oh my god did you steal a bunch you know, well, steel, steel is not steel, steel is, is harsh steel is a harsh word. Did you? I ate three. Mm -hmm. I ate three myself, mm -hmm. and then I believe in a very kind gesture, <laughs> I loaded up a plate of several variety of cookies <laughs> mm -hmm. and brought it to my the people sitting next to me. Oh, nice, nice. And it was at the iHeartRadio offices. Have you ever been to the iHeartRadio office? No, I haven't been to their office. Mm -mm. It's like. Um, it was just like, it's all white mm -hmm. and there's like a big desk with microphones and then like desks behind it, like parliament sort mm -hmm. of. It, it was, it's, it's very intimidating. It's very modern. It's very kind of fabulous, but it's like, yeah, it's, it was I not what I expected it to be. Right. But, um. Was it contentious? Was there yelling? Was there. No yelling. There's no. never any yelling. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I have to say it was very nice seeing everybody. I will tell you something that's very funny. Mm -hmm. So nobody was wearing a mask. I was not wearing a mask for a while. And then I decided to sit in the baby section. Mm -hmm. And then I gave up my seat and I sat in the back. And then I ended up having a good time because I was sitting next to Amir, who was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nathan Braggart, who was hilarious. And James and a bunch of people. So we're up there eating. And at one point, I hear coughing. <laughs> and I grab my mask. And I put it on. And Amir starts laughing. And I'm like, what? He goes, that's Tom Morello on the Zoom call. <laughs> Because <laughs> you were like, I'm not playing that shit. I'm not like, playing. You're like, you're not, don't. <laughs> I don't I'm care not, if it's like, celebrity not, COVID like, or not. I'm not fucking doing this shit. I'm not doing this. <laughs> right. I don't care how many famous people in the room. Right. But I have to say one more time, um, it was lovely to see everybody in person. It was mm. lovely to see the women. And I'm going to say that Dave Grove may be the nicest human being in the entire world. I've heard that about him. No, he really honestly. I've heard I that mean, about him. Big hug, and and we were talking about old punk rock stuff and the death of the. But I mean, it's just like it's like so nice, and considering what the, the horrible year he's had, you know, with the death of Taylor Hawkins. But just the nicest guy in the world. He hugged me and said he loved me. <laughs> and you were like, "Thank you very much." Can I eat a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to steal some cookies and by steal, I mean, take them to a more deserving home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, let's not push it. <laughs> You've been looking forward to these cookies for three years. Oh, honey. I don't you know. know. Why, Is that a New York thing? Those Italian wedding cookies? Yes. Well, I think okay. so. I really do. Yeah. Think so. mm -hmm. No, I love is... those shits. You know, oh. one, there's some that are really my favorite. Like I like that one. That has like the, the gel that has the gelée in it, and then the end is dipped in chocolate with sprinkles on it. Oh, I love that one. What is it called? And 
thingy with jelly in it with oh chocolate. Oh my god, those are amazing. They're like uh-huh. they're like they're like shortbread with uh-huh. chocolate at the end with uh-huh. sprinkles on the top. Uh-huh. Amazing. I, love I do love, I love the one the... with the nuts too. The one with the nuts too. Oh, the kind really of almondy yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Did you grow up eating Stella Doro t- cookies and you dunk I... them in your let me t- love oh, Stella Dora okay. motherfucker right. Swiss fudge cookie and, and the one here? and the one that looked yeah. like an S that was right. my favorite. I love that shit. I love that. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Stella is the Stella Dora factory still in the Bronx? No, don't. Didn't they go away? Actually, no. And then somebody bought the recipes because they're back in in stores. Somebody else bought them, but I don't. Oh, think I know. I just saw them. They're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are back. I love Stella Dora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like high class living back when we were I mean, kids. That was, it was imported. Like, I was like, this is a couture cookie. Right. It's little couture. did we know, little did little Courtney and little Amy mm. know that these were not from Italy. They right. were from the Bronx. They were from motherfucking <laughs> Gun Hill Road. <laughs> it's like gun. Like, like remember the Intimates factory that used to be in Brooklyn over by Lefort yes. City? And you could always smell the yeah. bread and, and stuff. Abingers. Ab- and now I'm getting so oh. Okay, we have to now. We're, we make ourselves hungry. <laughs> it's on this. Like, it's like, we oh may be the only show in the world that is looking for a churro and a cookie. Endorsement. I mean, a churro, Miss Thing. My churro ladies at one at the one forty fifth train station. So I yeah. always know where to go to get a churro. Yeah, no, no, the prices have gone up, but I can't be mm-hmm. mad at them. You know, I can't be mad at them because these are hardworking women. They work, in the words of the great Donna Summer, they work hard for the money. Den 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 den. Din, 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 din. What are you listening to these days? You, you always know, listen to something cool. Well, there's been nothing really that new, so I've been listening to the same shit I've been listening to. But I also have been digging into my Sylvester um, hmm. Sylvester albums, and not really the up-tempo tracks. A lot of his slower and jazzier numbers, which I don't think people really talk about enough. You know what I'm saying? It's like... It's like, I've been down, baby. He is singing and singing and singing his face off and changes and all of the songs. That's and- a biopic yeah. I want to see. Let me just tell you something. That's a story. That's a story. And that's, that's a, that could be a really fierce, rollicking, yes. good-ass time. That's a story. The whole cockettes mm-hmm. and him. Yep. I, mean, I enjoyed. You've that. seen the cockhead stuff. Yes, I, I, right? I, I, I was so good. And listen, and I, I went to, a, I saw a Mighty Real, the off Broadway uh, oh, right. production they, of Sylvester right. that was really enjoyable and fun. But a right. Sylvester true biopic. Oh, that would be re- great. That would be fucking amazing. That would be great. And this would be the perfect moment for it. And you know too. who could play him? Alex Newell. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Alex Newell. Cook- Alex Newell is, I don't, I don't know. Uh, what Alex's pronouns are, but Alex has the voice. What I think he, Alex could do it. I'll send, I'll send you some clips. Send me, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me but this would be the, yeah. oh my God, we're geniuses. Mm-hmm. Because this is the moment for like a queer black art that's coming out on Broadway. And th- this would be the moment, you because know? Because I think Sylvester is a blueprint for a lot of these kids. It's like mm-hmm. on how to not put yourself in a box. Sylvester mm-hmm. presented so many different ways. In days where Fre- Sylvester felt out like being more masculine presenting, he was masculine presenting. When he felt like being more feminine presenting, he was feminine presenting. Mm. When he felt like being something in between, he was. But he never put himself in a box. He never had to call himself anything. He never said, this is what I am. He was like, I'm Sylvester. Yeah. And that's the lesson I want a lot of these young people to get. It's like, 
You don't have to define yourself. That's only to make other people comfortable. If you feel like mass presenting on Monday and then presenting on Tuesday and feeling somewhere in between on Wednesday, you know what I mean? Just be. You don't have to yeah. call it something. You don't have to explain it to anybody. That's, the mar- that's social know? media again. That, that's that is for other people's comfort. Just mm-hmm. live in your authenticity. You don't have. You know what I mean? It's like and 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 I I think that that message would resonate with a so lot much. of young people today. So much, but yeah, that would be an amazing documentary. Yeah, it really. really. Well, there's been like little pieces on him and stuff, but. I mean, and his book, the book Mighty Real, The Fabulous Sylvester, was it's, yeah. it's great. Listen, he, he's ripe for it. Yeah, he's absolutely yeah. right. Because there's it. a lot of mystery mm-hmm. and the and the topics and the and the issues and the presentation. And he was said, groundbreaking. Are right now, yep. are right now. They really are right now. All right, get going on it, Courtney. Come on, get your movie people on it. You know. Well, um, I was going to say, I mean, I think it's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. I really do think it's a brilliant. You read Jason King's um, stuff about Sylvester. He did yes. a whole Spotify I, thing about it. And I listened That's- to that series was amazing. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Um, uh, for some reason, to quote you, I've been listening, I guess because I got a press release about the 30th anniversary of the first Seal record. But mm. I really, I have gone back and listened to the first two That's Seal like great, records. great records. The and he's touring two. those records. He's about I know, to I know, I know. Yeah, no, he, and he's really good live. At least he was when I saw him back when he was supporting those early records. But I mean, yeah. they're just really, and he's touring with Trevor Horn in the Buggles. Yeah, oh, I, I saw him when he toured the second record and Desiree he, opened for him. Yes, at, 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 at the, the Beacon. beacon. Yes. And he was amazing. He was, wasn't that a great yeah. show? I mean, she was amazing. She he was, was amazing. Whatever happened. Right, her. like talk, and I mean. <laughs> Who did she piss off? I mean, but I think she stepped away on her own shit. You know Did what I mean? Could. Yeah, All I right. think she's one of those ones. Listen, she's one of those ones who wrote her music, produced, owned her her stuff. You know, so and I and I know somebody who knew her. Or she was very very smart with her money. Oh, good. I'm glad. To he- I'm always <laughs> glad to hear. Was that. a was a really smart with her money and is kind of you know I think pokes her head out and works and does things when she wants to. Good for her. Which isn't like Kate Bush, but you know, Kate Bush, that that's the ultimate artist shit, right? Come out when I have something to say. You don't really need to see me. I don't really, I don't have social media. Like I, that's, I'm busy living a real life. And I appreciate right. that. That's kind of old school artistry. I'm enjoying, I enjoy not knowing every little freaking thing about I people. enjoy not knowing what you have for breakfast. Oh, but what did you have for breakfast? Well, I will tell you. I had a... <laughs> I want to know what you had for breakfast. I had a Beyond Sausage Patty with 35% less salt and sodium, sodium and fat on a Hawaiian, a Hawaiian, one of those sweet Hawaiian roll bun oh, things. Oh, the Hawaiian yeah. rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a cup of hot chocolate and my vitamins. I'm sorry. I and, love the fact that you right, like, I'm right, not going to have right. <laughs> And three gummy bears. <laughs> Edibles or gummy bears? Gummy bears. Okay. <laughs> I had, because I didn't eat yesterday for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You mm-hmm. know when you go out to dinner with people and you're not sure if they're going to pick up the check or not and you're really broken <laughs> so you don't order anything? <laughs> 
was kind of broke. <laughs> right. I was so, with people. I, I didn't want to order. I wasn't right, sure because I was right. like, if I order something and it's $20, right. even if it's a grilled cheese, I don't right. want to order it because I don't want to be, oh, shit, dividing up the check. And then right. all of a sudden, after everyone has ordered, it's like, I'll put, just put it on my bill, which was lovely. But I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck. Now you look really tacky. Of yeah, if you're sending you it like, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, can I have the steak au pois, please? Really? <laughs> Did I say I was, wasn't right, hungry? Right, Um. I had my overnight oats, which are delicious, mm-hmm. which I'm experimenting with coconut in it now. Oh. And yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. And um, 9,000 cups of coffee. And I'm and the water is turned off in my building, so I will not be washing my hands. Okay, that. well, that's not cute. What's going no, on? It's four hours. Uh, they always do that. Old buildings. You know how it is. Yeah, I live in an old building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was- it's New York. Um, so that's what I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to do your, your patented... Whatever uh, your patented takeout, take off. Yes. Take, take what is it called? Oh, hello. <laughs> it is me, Prince Harry, Harold, Duke of Windsor, Duke okay, of Sussex, Duke of something. The end of the because this is when all the fluids I've drank beforehand start kicking in. Please. <laughs> oh, getting old stock. I mean, Miss Thing, listen. <laughs> It's like sometimes I wake up like, why does that hurt? Oh, because I sat up? Right, because I sat <laughs> okay. up. Okay, no problem. Thanks. I right. just wanted to check because yeah. that hurt. Really? Really? <laughs> you know what the deal is, folks. Thank you for listening to us on the Pantheon Podcast Network, where you can find a gazillion music shows and us. So follow us on Pantheon. You can also follow the Pantheon Podcast page on YouTube where our show appears in the main feed as well. And you know what to do. Leave, tell a friend, share our show, leave a comment, leave a rating, come to our Facebook page and I'm gonna let you finish in why. Come to us at, at I don't know. Uh, no, Facebook is I'm gonna let you finish. Right. Uh, Twitter is uh, finish Ima. It's Ima, finish Ima. Um, what is our Instagram? I'm gonna let you finish in why. Listen, you don't find us. It's you see lot. us. It's, it's all lot. of the shit. It's early in the morning when we take you this shit. You can find case. us. You can find us. You can find us by railway. You can find us by airway. Just catch like a us. churro lady. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know where we're gonna be and when we're gonna be there. So just come find us. Share our show. We love you. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Toodles. to achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shot? Would they shot? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom is dead. My mom is right there. From Airship, The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. 
from assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.